Welcome back to another episode of Small Town Big Takes, laying you the hottest takes of the week, coming at you with the best sports that you will get on a podcast. Your news to you, and it's no BS. This is right for you. Joe, it's episode 15, the NFL offseason. Take us right into it. Here we go. So it's been a little over a month since the Super Bowl has ended. And, you know, free agency has begun. Um, It's been crazy so far. It's been absolute madness. Every single team has made moves. And we're about to go through some of the biggest moves, some game changers, some quarterback movements. Um, Yeah, some prove it or lose it. It's going to be a good episode. Yeah, yeah, it is. And as soon as pretty much the free agency began for the NFL it's just been insane I mean there's been so many moves I think there's been more moves this year than last year Um, a lot more free agents this year uh, bigger bigger name free agents this year especially uh, 100% yeah a lot of contracts went up this year so it's been good yeah so how about uh, first and foremost Raiders former quarterback Derek Carr went to the New Orleans Saints they were in quarterback they were in shambles they were running between Andy Dalton and Jameis Winston last year they had a nice little roster but it was not enough with that a poor quarterback play so will Derek Carr be enough to make a little playoff push Chase what do you think what do you think he's going to be looking like in NOLA yeah listen it's an offensive league as it's it's been proven uh, for the past I would say not five years, but I would say the last two, three years, it's just offensive heavy. Defensives, you know, it's not really what you need to work on. It's your offense. Saints, yeah. you know, have All a good defense. Rules keep coming out that favor the offense, too. So it's, the teams are kind of forced to play this way now. Yeah, so Saints have a good defense as it is. My only thing is the defensive head coach. I think that's the only thing that's holding them back. I think if they had an offensive-minded coach – They'll be in better position. I think Derek Carr does add more spice to the team. He brings, you know, I would just say a good a quarterback ceiling. play. Like, he has I a higher like, ceiling. Winston's not your guy. No. Andy Dolan's not your guy. Derek Carr can get it done, and he's proven he can get it done. But there's times where he's choked. Badly. Badly. So now you're wondering, in New Orleans, a big market, you're like, and that's Four a team years. with high expectations. That's a winning culture over there. You know, these past past decade and a half, you know, you had Drew Brees and Sean Payton, and they were making the playoffs every year. They won a bowl. Those fans are used to winning down in the Superdome, Chase. Yeah, and they're expected to win at NFC South with Derek Carr. I mean, you're telling me Carolina. They could be frisky. They could be frisky, but they're they not winning the NFC South. Yeah, it, I mean, they're going to have a rookie quarterback, too. Yeah. Uh, Tampa, Tampa got Baker. Um, <laughs> and then the and Falcons. Falcons have full rebuild. Desmond Ritter and Taylor think, Heineke. you got to think they're going to draft somebody, right, Chase? I mean, are they really going to roll out Desmond Ritter for 17 games? I, mean, I don't know. That can't be. I mean, maybe Lamar. I mean, they said maybe Lamar, but I don't know. I think so. Lamar's one of the only things I can see with Atlanta Falcons. Yeah, the Falcons are in shambles. We're going to get into some Lamar talk later on, too, don't you? <laughs> Your boy. 100%. And, yeah, and I mean, they're looking to re-sign Michael Thomas, so 
Derek Carr would have some weapons. I mean, assuming Michael Thomas plays a full season, which he has not done in the past two years. But yeah, you know, when healthy, he's he can run some slants. Yeah, sl- Slant Boy's a top five receiver if he's healthy. I do have to say that. Now, Derek Carr's former team, the Raiders, making some moves. Jimmy G lands in Las Vegas for three years, sixty-six million dollar deal. I don't know if I love it. I don't know if I hate it. Jimmy G's kind of just like he's. I feel like he's your average quarterback. Yeah, middle of the pack. I middle think. of the pack. I mean, he'll win you games and he'll lose you games. Like, I don't know it, if he can win games. He can manage games well. Manage games. Yeah, opinion. I agree with that. I I think he'll. I do say he'll lose you a game. In that division too. That's a gauntlet. Yeah, like when he, he when they pl- when Sam Fran played Denver, he lost them that game. Jimmy G. Like yeah, I mean, game. Denver won 11-10 or whatever yeah. it was. Yeah, like, that that's was ridiculous. Yeah, no. I, I agree 100% there. And I, for me, Chase, when I look at these two teams and what they did, bringing in Jimmy G and Derek Carr, I, I see it as a bridge move kind of because I, I if you told me either one of them was going to win the Super Bowl next year, I'd say you're crazy. And I don't really care about the rest of the team because I just don't think those are Super Bowl winning quarterbacks. I don't think they can win it. Jimmy G had one of the best rosters you could give him in. And, um, you know, in 2021 – he was up big on uh, the Chiefs in the Super Bowl, and he choked it. He threw a pick when he couldn't, and that was that told the tale. That's why the Niners did not win the Super Bowl in 2021. Yeah, no, I, I agree. It, it was on Grappolo. They had a great roster, and he couldn't finish. Excuse me, listeners. 2019, I apologize. Yes. Yeah. No, it's all right. And, um, along, along with the Jimmy G move, they lose a weapon, but add a weapon. Raiders add Jacoby Myers to a three-year deal, who I think is going to be a sneaky explosion as wide receiver two on this Raiders team. He was always a wide receiver one in New England, but had to deal with Mac Jones as his quarterback. I think that was kind of affecting his play. I think Jimmy G, who's like your average guy, can at least have him go for maybe over 900 yards as a wide receiver two because you're going to have Devontae Adams just eating targets and eating yards. Yeah, and Hunter Renfro in the slot still. Yeah, but they lose Darren Waller to the Giants. They traded him for a third-round pick. A lot of people are overreacting, saying the Giants fleeced the Raiders. I'm on the opposite side. I don't think Darren Waller has much left in the tank. I don't don't think he's going to be that great anymore. And when you have a terrible quarterback throwing to who once was a top tight end, I don't think it's going to end well. Darren Waller had a down year this year, healthy with Derek Carr, and he had Devontae Adams with their top defensive back on him. Darren Waller was not getting their top defensive back like he usually was. I think he's declining, and it's coming quick. Yeah, you know, with Darren Waller, people forget that when he really came onto the scene, it wasn't like he was a 24-year-old rookie even. He was 29 when he broke out because – Unfortunately, he, he did have a battle with drugs and addiction. And, you know, he was in and out of rehab, and he didn't really get he – did, he didn't have that, that one year, two years ago, when he put up, like, what was it, 1,300 yards and, like, 10 touchdowns. He went crazy. And then the last two years he's been hurt and just – I mean, even when he's not hurt, he has not been passing the eye test. He hasn't been getting open. And he's, it's not like the targets aren't there. You know, he gets targets, and he just has not been putting together good games. I honestly agree with you, Chase. It's an unpopular – opinion uh new york fans don't want to hear it but yeah i think i'd rather have a third round pick than darren wall at this point in his career yeah i I totally agree and looking 
and even with his salary, I mean, even if you're the Giants, you could he just, just go. He the highest paid tight end in football. Yeah, and you know what the Giants could have done? Keep their third round pick and just sign Dalton Schultz. So one yeah, year, nine million dollar deal. Yeah. I mean, you oh, keep throwing to Hodgins and uh, Darius. Sl- the re-sign to Darius Slayton really saved their franchise. Yeah, he's a wide receiver three. Yeah. It's, yeah, and then you pay you pay a running back ten million and oh, Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones. million dollars a year. That's got to be one of the worst contracts. He d- he didn't have over twenty passing touchdowns. Fifteen. 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 Mahomes had 15 passing touchdowns by week five. Davis Mills had more than 15 passing touchdowns, and that's who you're paying $40 million. I talked to Giants fans. They were hoping for, like, 15, 20 mil for Daniel Jones. They paid him 40. That's a great And it wasn't, like, some, like, deal where it was, like, oh, eight years, he's our quarterback the rest of, you know, his career. Just four years. It's just, like, if he's not good, they're just rebuild mode. That's, that's what New York is saying. If he's not going to be good, in the next four years, it's another rebuild, which is, you know what, not surprising from that franchise as of late. They just haven't been what they have used to be in, in the 2010s, early 2000s. Not at all. Yeah, Chase, I think what happened with them is they were so used to just being horrible for the last 10 years when they finally had, like, a little glimpse of success, won a playoff game. They overreacted and overspent, and I think they're going to be facing the effects of that for the next years to come. Yeah, the, the salary is going to be awful to see. Yeah, not good at all. Not good at yeah. all. But now, so, uh, staying in the NFC East, how about our Philadelphia Eagles, Chase? Yeah, big offseason. A lot of offseason losses for the Eagles. Uh, you lose TJ Edwards, Kazir White, Isaac Sayamalu, Chauncey Gardner, Marcus Epps, Miles Sanders, Javon, and Javon Hargrave. A lot of big names gone. A lot of starters gone. But... When it, when it comes down to the end of the day, Eagles fans and to everyone out there who is not an Eagles fan, I know you're jealous of Hallie Roseman, and I know you're licking your chops wanting Hallie Roseman as your GM because this is the man that is entrusted by everyone in Philadelphia. For a year, everyone was very skeptical. They wanted him fired, but after that, I mean, I think he's put on a show. A show, a clinic. He runs the clinic in in Philly. He's the best GM out there. He won G Executive of the Year. Let, I mean, we can be honest. Kazir White and TJ Edwards are easily replaceable. I agree. And I'm also looking at it. CJ Gardner-Johnson wanted too much money. We offered him the same deal. He said no, wanted to test the market. And I think N'Kobe Dean has a higher ceiling than both TJ Edwards and Kazir White. And I'm also looking at it. We lost, yeah, we lost Miles Sanders and we lost Isaac Salamalo. They were two of our worst offensive starters. And that's not a knock on them. We just had a gross offense. But our defense, it was good too. It was great, actually. But our offense was the strength of our team. And the core of that offense is still together. All the studs, Devontae Smith, A.J. Brown, Dallas Goddard, Lane Johnson, Jason Kelsey, Mylotta, Dickerson. You got Jurgens now going to right guard. And, of course, Jalen Hurts. That offense is still together, and that's what's going to win you games. And, th- you know, this defense, we got a lot of draft picks. I, I imagine we're going to go heavy on the defense. You still got a great cornerback tandem. I really – I love what we've done. And our whole running back room now, Chase, you know this as a fantasy football manager. Every down running backs get hurt. And to just have Miles Sanders, he is getting paid a million more dollars than our whole running back room, which is four running backs. No, he's now. getting pa- he's getting paid three million more. 
than the whole running back room together? I believe I believe our running back room is around three and a half million. I saw I thought I saw it was like five point something, and he gets like six points. Let me see. Because we got Gainwell on like nine hundred and forty thousand. Trey Sermon gets like a mil. Oh yeah, yeah. I forgot about Trey Sermon. Yeah. Yeah. And it's Penny and um. I'm blanking. I'm blanking. Who was our other? Oh, uh, the giant killer. Come on, yeah, man. Boston, Boston Scott. Scott. My fault. You're right. I was blanking. But yeah, so we got four guys now for a price cheaper than one, and Sanders does have some injury history too. He's. I mean. He's, he's a li- he's a liability and Sanders was a liability in the pass game and he just he would fumble the ball. Yeah. And he would fumble in big moments too. So I I love the move. I love getting rid of him. I didn't want to keep him. And you know, you could always go out and draft another running back too and pay him pretty exactly. much nothing year one. So And you know what I want to point out and I don't think and I think this is like an overreact because no one believes in Jalen Hurts. No one like sees him as a top quarterback in the league, even though he outplayed Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl. Look at the Chiefs' defense. Seven There's rookies. Ex- seven rookies. There's not a lot of, you know, top talented guys on there. You have Chris Jones. I mean, I, I really don't know who else. Who's like, no, who's like a top yeah. talent, you know? I, like, yeah. everyone else is like, okay, they're good. But, like, no one's like, stand out, like... You know, you have Fletcher, like, for example, you have Fletcher Cox, James Bradbury, Darius Slay. You have pretty much Some two all-pro corners. Big names. Yeah. I mean, you can Hassan win. Hassan Reddick. Hassan Reddick. For the, like, they don't have that. My, like, I don't think people realize that Jalen Hurts is continuing to get better every year. He was the MVP runner-up. He was the second-best quarterback, second-best player in the entire NFL last year. All-pro, too. Yes, sir. And not only that, Chase, people also forget, as of right now, we're still not paying Hurts anything yet. He's making $1.6 million. Yeah. So, and, you know, I think and he's the kind of guy that if you said to him, basically made a verbal agreement, said, listen, Hurts, the window's now, hold off on the contract. We're going to take care of you, but stay off the books this year. Let us stack up the roster, and let's go get this bowl. And I think well, Hurts would be down with that. Oh, yeah. I really he, do. Well, if he signed a contract extension, it wouldn't go until next year anyway. But, you know what? It's just not being said. The restructure of Lane Johnson and Darius Slay are going to clear up $17 million in cap space That's on huge. June 1st. That's huge. That gives the Eagles $17 million to just play with on Oh, and you give Howie $17 million, He's going to make something happen. <laughs> you give Howie $17 million, That's dangerous. He's like a little kid on Christmas with that. Like, you... Hassan Reddick is getting... Yeah. 15 mil a year when he that's, that's, honestly that should be the best contract in sports like he should be getting 20 plus easily easily for what he's capable of for what he's been doing yeah and then chase a couple other moves too you know you bring in greedy williams solid cornerback justin evans a young safety from the saints and then i love this move no one's talking about this and i get it. it's not really something to you know write home about but you bring in marcus mariota as the backup quarterback and the huge thing for that is you don't have to change the system. As we saw when Hertz went out, the offense absolutely sputtered with Gardner Minshew in, and that's because we had to run different plays. Gardner Minshew couldn't execute the patented Eagles RPO, but Marcus Mariota can. He's a very mobile quarterback. He's proven that throughout his whole career and his time at Oregon, and I think it's a great pickup for the Eagles. I do, and I love it, and I'll continue to love it because he can mentor him as well. Even though Jalen Hurts is 
who he is, leader. I mean, you name it. Just the most hardworking quarterback I've seen in the league and the type of guy any franchise wants. And you just give like another voice in his head to continue to grow, continue to learn from a veteran guy who kind of had a similar play style but wasn't able to be as successful. I think this takes him to another level. I really do. 100%. And then, yeah, all those draft picks, Chase. I can't wait for draft day. Like, I'm seriously looking forward to that. Yeah. It's going to be so fun. Two firsts. What do we got? Two seconds, too, right? One second. One second. And then, I yeah. believe. It's yeah, one two, but two first is huge. To, to make the Super Bowl and have a top ten pick and your own, absolutely insane. Yeah. I can't remember the last time a team did that. A little little finesse from Howie Roseman once again. Of course, of course. So now, you ready to switch gears? Talk a little Aaron Rodgers. Let Let's get into this uh, dark room, <laughs> vacay man. Retreat. He yeah, so, yeah, he goes retreat. into the darkness retreat. Ninety percent gonna retire. Comes out, wants to be a New York Jet. You know, if I went into a darkness retreat, I think I would lose my mind in the dark. I don't, I don't know if I could handle it, just sitting in the dark by myself, just staring at a wall. He's an odd fella, Chase. You know, I mean, he clearly he is. Never know. Never yeah. know him. And you know what? <laughs> the Jets really have to pay Alan Lazard $11 million a year just to get Aaron Rodgers That's over. Absurd. That's absurd. Like, he's he's not he even worth he's worth maybe four mil a year. Tops. He's yeah. He was he was they had all rookies as wide receivers like he was still wide receiver three. I know. Like it's absurd. I don't know. I I, I think even if the Jets get Rodgers, like they're playing in a tough division. The Patriots got a little better. You got to face the Bills and Dolphins. The AFC is a gauntlet. Like as is, there's like like all the top quarterbacks aside from our guy Hurts is in the AFC. Like. I really, I don't think they're winning a Super Bowl even if they get Rodgers. And not only that, he could retire at any moment, too. Like, what are you going to give up for him just to, you know, have him maybe retire next year, maybe halfway through this? Like, he's just a big question mark. I'd want to stay as far away from him as possible. And honestly, we got to call it what it is. He's still great, but his play's kind of starting to decline a little bit, Chase. Yeah, no, I agree with you. He had a down year last year, and... All those playoff losses at home in the last three years? Yeah. Against Tampa Bay, that was on him. Against the 49ers in the and snow. Win and you're in against the Lions, too, at home. Yeah. He, he's been a liability. No one's really talking about it. But also, I want to add, the Jets don't value Rodgers for first-round picks. They're not looking to trade first-round picks for him. Nope. If you're the Packers, you need like two first-round picks for Rodgers, at least. Yeah, in no, any market, you yeah, know, but when you think about it, in any market where it's Aaron Rodgers, you would be like, oh, four first-round picks. Like, that's what guy, you would. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like, for a guy, guy who's like, won three MVPs, like, but yeah. he's just, he has made himself. He set his own market. His personal brand, he's just been tanking it the last couple of years. No, you're completely right. And I'm also looking at it like, the Jets are a very young team. Like, you look at their wide receiver core, Elijah Moore, Garrett Wilson, like, Aaron Rodgers doesn't want to show up to OTAs. You got these young receivers. You got Brees Hall, second-year running back. Like, what are you going to do? Just not make it? You're going to show up week one. You're going to show up and just, you know, have the chemistry? No, you got to work. You got to show up in the offseason. Like, I don't. I just don't see this as a good fit for him. It's a very young team. Robert Sala is the coach. He's a tough guy. He's not going to let Aaron Rodgers walk all over him. I just I think this is a disaster. Yeah, 
you're right with the Robert Sala. I don't think he gets along with Sala. I don't I don't see them connecting well. I think Sa- Sala's kind of a hothead, and I think if he sees some of Rodgers' antics, he won't take it for the team. And I think there's going to be a headline in the news. Yeah, I mean, Either you saw it went over with Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson's kind of a diva. He starts, you know, talking a lot. Salas sat him down on the bench. Yeah. I'm not comparing Rodgers to Zach Wilson, obviously, but similar personalities, and Salah wasn't having it. No, you're so. right. So, I, I think it'll be interesting to see what happens. I, 100%. I, don't, I really don't know. Yeah. So, now, the Carolina Panthers, they've kind of been stuck in a pretty bad spot these last couple of years. They have the richest owner in football, and he's growing impatient. So what does he do? He trades for the number one pick. Um, he trades two first-round picks, one of which is the ninth overall, two seconds, and young Pro Bowl wide receiver DJ Moore for just the first overall pick. Um, Chase, who do you think they're going to take? Do you like the move? How are we feeling about this? I hate the move. So do I. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it reason number one you get rid of dj Moore. what are you doing you sign you're getting the number one pick and you trade your superstar wide receiver that can boost your quarterback that you're drafting yeah he's been putting up a thousand yards with bums and just a revolving door of bums and to me this this is my grinds my gears as just watching as a fan even from another team. You sign Adam Thielen to a three-year deal. Expect him to be your wide receiver one. I don't Gosh. even know I don't even know who your wide receiver two is. But I think it now I don't yeah, you don't even know. Stop. Stop. Chanel? Would it be Laviscus? Laviscus Chanel was their fourth. <laughs> um, I guess it'd be maybe you draft the kid. You draft the kid? I don't know. But you're giving up you're two. You're giving up two first round picks. DJ Moore, and two seconds. I, I mean the DJ. The addition of DJ Moore is just ridiculous. You're gonna. You're gonna do that to draft a CJ Stroud, Bryce Young. I get it. That's what it is, Chase. That's the nail on the head. It's not like Trevor Lawrence is coming up. It's like a toss up for who could go number one. Like no yeah. one's not a set in stone one even. Like I think you could have traded all this for like the third and still got whoever you wanted. Really. You could, if I was Carolina. I would have traded two firsts for, like, the second or third pick. Yeah, because now – and then a report surfaced they might have taken Anthony Richardson and they're looking to trade back. Yeah. Like, what are you doing over there? Like, because then if you're looking to trade back, you just you just wasted DJ Moore. Oh, my God. You, oh, you just screwed yourself trading four high-value – one of the picks is the ninth overall. Like, yeah. This, this – I think this move is going to literally change the Bears franchise, to be honest. I think this, I mean, this brings us next into our next topic. Is that it's kind of like a prove it deal for uh, Justin Fields now. Yeah, a hundred percent. I agree. I mean, DJ Moore, Chase yeah. Claypool, um, Robert Tunyon, Robert Darnell Tun- Mooney, um, Khalil Herbert, and Dante Foreman are solid. Beefed up the O line, brought in right guard Nate Davis. And, you know, you got to expect them to draft some more offensive linemen and maybe another running back. So, I think no more excuses down in Chi-Town, Chase. No. I mean, this is – I think this is going to be a problem for Chicago for forever until they fix it. Chicago needs a dome. Everyone knows they need a dome. 
They need to get a dome. It's too windy, too cold to be playing late in the season, and no quarterbacks play well in that cold or wind. Yeah, I mean, Chase, we were down there this summer. The wind is whipping. And it's in the in, but during football season, we were there in the summer. It was kind of nice, but football season, talking 40-mile-per-hour gusts coming off the, uh, yeah. what river is it? Uh, the... It's not, it's Lake something. Lake Michigan. Lake yeah, Michigan. yeah. But it, to me, no QB is going to do well there until they get it done. Justin Fields can prove he can throw, but he needs to keep himself healthy. He's not going to be able to run it for 1,000 yards every season. I agree. There's going to be a point where he gets hit, he gets he hurt. banged up at the end of last year running too much. Exactly. Even hurts. Everyone, you know, thought he was indestructible for how strong he is. He had a sprained shoulder. No one saw that coming. It's football. Yeah. It, it's just part of football. You so, run that much, you're going to get hurt. It doesn't matter. Yeah. So I, I feel like this should make Fields be able to stay in the pocket. But also, he, he can escape the pocket throwing a run. But I think this is a move where they could save his legs, save his body, and kind of just prove to the NFL that he can throw the ball. Yeah. Yeah, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a fun season for that whole division. There's a lot to look at. So keeping it in that division, the Lions have a chance to win it now. You know they add David Montgomery, steal him from the Bears. Cam Sutton, cornerback from the Steelers. Emmanuel Mosley, cornerback, 49ers. I'm a big fan of him personally. Hard hitter. If you've never watched him, he's a good time. Uh, and C.J. Gardner Johnson, our former safety. So they geared up, beefed up that defense. They had a fun little offense going last year. Jamison will will Jamison. Williams. Williams. Coming off the ACL now. He'll be healthy. Lions are looking good, Chase. A lot of people have high hopes for him. They've retained Ben Johnson, their crafty offensive coordinator. Who do you think? Who do you got coming out of the NFC North now, Chase? NFC North. <sighs> Vikings are still, like, kind of, like, they can win, but they're terrible. Could I, be Jordan Love season. Never know. It could be Jordan Love season. Packers still have a nice roster. I mean, they do. And if Jordan Love plays well, I I wouldn't be surprised they win the NFC North. But right now, the my favorites, the Lions. They played well last season. They had kind of a hard schedule in the beginning of the season, which kind of led them down to a rough stretch. Figure themselves out. They have a good running back room still. DeAndre Swift, David Montgomery. I, I think this team can do some damage. Chase, would you say it's fair to say that this division has the biggest toss-up for a division winner? Like almost, I feel like all the others are a bit more predictable than this one. Yeah, I, I would say any team pretty much can win this division. Yeah. Even like, for how bad Chicago was, they added yeah. so many pieces and they and had so the many draft picks. picks. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so, it's, open. it's open for sure. It's going to be it's very fun. Open. Must see TV up in the NFC North. I agree. So now, going down to the uh, the opposite end of the country, Houston Texans. They have been poverty since Deshaun Watson decided he didn't want to play for them anymore, and then you know made some questionable decisions. But they've been making moves. You know, bringing D'Amico Ryan's respected defensive coach, signed Robert Woods, good blocking receiver. Dalton Schultz stole him from the Cowboys for what was it, nine million? Bringing yep. Shaq Mason, pretty solid offensive lineman, Jimmy Ward, and then former Alabama receiver John Mechie looks to return. You got to think they're going to draft Bryce Young with the second pick, assuming the Panthers take C.J. Stroud. 
Could the Texans finally be turning a corner, Chase? What do we think? I think they turn a corner. I think still got Damian Pierce, you know. I think this is kind of like a Texans wake up. Like, oh, we finally hired a good head coach. Like we, you know, they just kind of been tossing up. I don't. I think Lovey Smith was a decent coach. I don't think he was terrible. Yeah. I just, I mean, when you have Davis Mills and just a terrible receiving core along with a terrible defense, you're not going to win games. Nothing. And it's as yeah. simple as that. Yeah. So they, There was nothing they could have done last year. Worst roster no. in football by a long shot. No, it was terrible. They add I, – I think they add Bryce Young or Anthony Richardson. I personally like Anthony Richardson more. I think he has more upside. Bryce Young is as tall as Kyler Murray, and I just don't like the way Kyler Murray plays. If he's similar to Kyler Murray, I don't think he'll be as successful as Anthony Richardson can be in the NFL. I yeah, I think Anthony Richardson's an interesting prospect. I definitely think. I mean, he could go one of two ways for sure. He could be nothing, or he could be the next one. Like Cam um, Newton. Yeah, hundred percent. I think I would go Bryce Young, Alabama quarterbacks horrible track record but um Bryce Young it's that pocket awareness for me and he wants to throw he only this was shocking to me me and my uh, dad were having a conversation maybe a week or two ago we were talking about Bryce Young and I thought you know he ran for like 500 yards I was like he's gonna get hurt and my pop fact checked me he was like look it up he had not even ran last season for Alabama not even for 200 yards which shocked me it was like 185 so he, he can he can run he's very fast he can run when he needs to but he wants to throw he wants to hit receivers, and I think he could work in the NFL. I, that that shocked me. I that's on me. I was completely oblivious to that. I had his game messed up. I apologize, Bryce yeah. Young and Alabama fans, but I think he wants to throw. I think he has a shot, and you know he, he throws a nice ball. But that pocket awareness is a plus plus. That's what all the scouting reports are on him. We'll see. I think, the only problem know, is they have a great left tackle and Larry Tunsil, but other than that. Well, that, mean, they, they got Shaq Mason. They got Shaq Mason as a guard, but, but still, you need yeah. five. Maybe you need you need studs. I mean, look at the Eagles studs, and you know sometimes they still allow sacks. It's just you need stud O linemen in the NFL to protect, especially to protect to protect your five eleven pocket passer. Yeah, yeah, and he's just just scratching the surface at two hundred pounds too. Very yeah. small man for for an NFL standard. So now, I, I mean, I think this brings us into another topic, uh, quarterback play. On the smaller side, Russell Wilson and the Denver Broncos. Coming off probably one of the worst season, like one of the worst quarterback ratings in the NFL. Let down to the, the hopes were high. I mean, it, it was a Super Bowl team. They were projected to win 12 games. and They were projected to win the AFC West over the Super Chiefs. Chiefs. Yeah. Chiefs were projected to be last in that division. I just want to remind everyone that. That's insane. Yep, it is insane. But, you know, Russell Wilson proved that he was not the Denver Broncos guy and not worth all those first-round picks. But Deshaun Payton and some O-linemen save the rest of his career? I don't know. I mean, now now you hear Cortland Sutton kind of wants out. That will really limit the wide receiver room. It's going to be Jerry Judy, Tim Patrick off an ACL, and then throw a Hail Mary up and try and draft somebody, I guess. But um, 
Javante Williams also coming off an ACL. We don't know how he will look. They signed uh, Samaj P. Ron in the offseason, but, I mean, he's kind of a mid-tier running back. I mean, like, he was a RB, too. So. Yeah, you lost Noah Fant to Seattle, of course, in that trade. I just I don't know if they have the weapons that everybody kind of thought they would. Like, Jerry Judy, solid receiver, but to me, in my eyes, at this current state in his career, he's kind of a wide receiver, too. Um, I don't know. I, I, I'm not going to get on the Denver I'm not sold here. on him. No, not I'm not sold like, on the Sean Payton. I mean, they had to trade a first-round pick for Sean Payton. That's egregious. Yeah, that's They like, gave up another first-round pick for just for a head coach. That's insanity. I don't know. I, I, I think in that division, they're just going to get eaten up by the Chargers and Chiefs. I really do. I don't see them beating either either team. Not no. Once, to be honest. I mean, the way Justin Herbert continues to play and continues to get better, he's going to be better than Russell Wilson. Yeah, and now he's got Kellen Moore kind of driving that ship too for him. So yeah, and that that was a big loss for the Cowboys. I don't think they realize like Kellen Moore is not the problem in Dallas. It's your quarterback who is the problem in Dallas. Yeah, your forty million dollar man is the problem. Is holding you back. Chase, as Eagles fans though, we gotta love it. Dak Prescott and Dan Jones make forty million dollars a year. And all for it. And it's hilarious because Hertz is. Most likely going to get 45 mil a year because, you know, I don't think he'll – Yeah, it. he'll be worth every penny of it. I don't think he goes over 50 because, to be honest, I think he'll just be like, I'll take a little bit of a pay cut just to, get, just to have our team as good as it is for years to come. Yep. And I think that'll be it. Yeah, so I, I don't have high hopes for Denver, but um, no. staying that, on the Cowboys – Brought in Stephon Gilmore and Brandon Cooks. Um, to me, I don't really care. Two vet Stephon moves. Gilmore, they're, yeah. they're old vets. No, yeah. Gilmore's 33 now, fourth team in four years. Brandon Cooks been traded four times. He'll be 30 this year. He's got a bad concussion problem. And I just I don't think it does what they needed it to do. They, re- they released Zeke Elliott. I think that was a good move. He was way overpaid. Um, it was a horrible contract. That was a good move. But then you also lose Dalton Schultz. Lost to Mari Cooper last year. He went out and put up 80 catches, nine touchdowns for the Browns with bad quarterback play. Like, really making some questionable moves here in this Dallas front office, Chase. Yeah. I I, I don't even know what they're doing at this point, to be honest. It's, no. You can't be happy if you're a Dallas You franchise, franchise tag Tony Pollard. You're going to have to pay him 10 mil right from your cap. He's coming off an injury anyway. You don't know when he's going to be fully healthy by the start of the season. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I I'm not complaining. I'm not. I'm complaining. not complaining. I I think it's hilarious. I mean, <laughs> Ty, Tyron Smith is pretty much just about out. So Zach weird. Martin's going to be out soon. Like they're just continuing. Demarcus like, Lawrence. He's on the back nine. He's on the back nine. I mean, Javon Lamb. Listen, he's a good receiver, but he didn't he didn't fill the shoes he needed to fill. No, last year. he didn't. So, Amari Cooper's. Schultz, I think that loss is huge. I think that's a loss, and I actually was listening to something today that he was top four in targeting as a mm-hmm. tight end. Yep. He had over twenty touch, I believe, fifteen to twenty, 20 touchdowns, was, yeah, which was like top four too in the past three seasons. And when he's Dak's security blanket. He's tax, He's a security blanket. And when you lose something like that, where are you going to go? 
You can't just yeah. draft a Dalton Schultz like no. this. And yeah, Chase, yeah, I want to get into that because all the Cowboys fans are saying on Cowboy Twitter, they're like, oh, it's fine, we'll draft somebody. No, you have the 26th pick. There's other teams that need tight ends. The kid from uh, Notre Dame and Utah, those stud tight end prospects, they're not going to be there. You're not getting those at 26. Like, no. Other teams need tight ends. Yeah, and it's hard to find tight ends in later rounds anyway. 100%, yeah, and it's like, what are you going to do, draft the fourth fifth sixth best tight end coming out he's not gonna be better than Dalton Schultz just stop no he's not yeah it, it would have been better to pay him keep your security blanket keep another good receiving tight end than lose one now you're gonna have to rely on a old Brandon Cooks who quit on Houston last year literally quit on him, yeah and then you're and then a uh, young CD Lamb so it'll be interesting to see what Dak can uh just throw up in the air. Maybe a couple of interceptions before he gets a touchdown. But going into another quarterback who's maybe staying on his team, maybe leaving. I don't know if teams want to trade for him. Joe, take me away on this Lamar Jackson sweepstake right now because I don't know what's going on. What's going on is he's getting disrespected, and I'm not here for it. He's 46-15 and 15 as a starter. All-time quarterback single-season rushing record with almost 1,300 yards. Youngest player to ever win MVP. 14-2 season. Won a playoff game. Has beaten Pat Mahomes. Only player to ever rush for 1,000 yards and throw for 3,000. And has never had a true wide receiver one. How does Deshaun Watson get $230 million locked up and Daniel Bum Jones get $40 million a year? Make it make sense to me. I do not understand. He's never had a wide receiver one. Pay that man and get him some help. He's the only thing keeping Baltimore afloat right now. When he goes out, they literally cannot move the ball. Like, true value is shown in absence. And when he doesn't play, their offense is horrible. I th- I mean, I think that just, that's it. I think you hit every single um, nail with the hammer. You were just bang, bang, bang. You said every correct thing. I mean, this is a guy... Who's a franchise? He's a franchise player. And Baltimore's treating him like an Jimmy G. Literally, like an average. It's, it's ridiculous. He, he's not. He's, a, he's won an MVP. He's an MVP type quarterback. The fact that other teams have just said, no, we're not in the trade sweepstakes to get Lamar Jackson. That just say, no, to a player like Atlanta Atlanta said no you trade for Lamar Jackson you turn your entire franchise around for the next eight years yeah guaranteed have fun with Desmond Ritter like what's the other option like it doesn't make it make sense it's not like you're just pulling a quarterback off the quarterback tree like these guys just don't walk around on the streets you can just go grab one like having a high value MVP quarterback is like having it's ridiculous. Like, oh, it just... you know what? You know what's egregious that I just thought of? What? The amount of money Derek Carr is getting in four years. Oh my. New Orleans could have just been like, no, we'll, we'll take Lamar. We'll take Lamar. We'll take good care of him. We'll pay. We'll pay him guaranteed money. We'll take care of him. Don't worry. Got it. Yeah, he's gonna be thirty-five when that contract's coming up too. And I just. It, I mean, it's re- Lamar Jackson in a Saints uniform could have been. So scary as an NFC team. Oh my gosh! Yeah, that whew, that would have been a problem. He would have instantly been a top three quarterback in the NFC. 
Yeah, easily. Right off the rip. Like, and the Saints could have been NF NFC favorites. So. Yep. It's just make it make sense. That's all. That's I. By the end of this season or whatever it is, off season, and if he's not on the Ravens for a new contract or he got traded to a team, he's going to make a difference somewhere. 100%. It's just a matter of time. So now another guy who's not happy with his situation, Austin Eckler, has voiced his opinion. He wants to be a Charger, but he said he is foully underpaid. What do you think? Where Do you, th- do you think he ends up? Do you think they pay him? I don't know. I mean, year in and year out, he's been consistent. He has not been getting hurt. He's one of the uh, rare breeds. He does not get hurt. And he pretty much plays almost every down. So, yeah, I don't know. Do you pay him? Do you not? Joe? It's tough. What do you What do you do in the NFL? You don't pay running backs. You don't pay running backs. I don't care who you are. I'm not paying you. I, I'm, right. I'm simply not. Look at Derrick Henry. As soon as he got paid, he's gone down. John Taylor. John hurt. Taylor got injured pretty much the whole season. Ezekiel Elliott got paid to be a top running back in the league, has been one of the Thanks worst running back, almost one of the worst down running backs in the league. And his numbers are his numbers were good last year, but that's because Tony Pollard and the offensive line do wonders for Ezekiel Elliott. He was not the same. That's our that's our point. We're not saying he's a bad running back. He just wasn't the same after the money. You can't pay running backs in this league. And if L.A. has to let him go, they let him go. Yep. I mean, if you can get a second-round pick for Eckler, I mean, I would take it in a heartbeat. I'm not going to waste $14 million a year on a guy who could get injured at any second and miss an entire season. I agree. I agree. So, another running back, Derrick Henry. Do you think he stays in Tennessee? Tennessee's going nowhere. Um, he probably has one or two more years left. He's one of the. He's a freak of nature. He's been one of the best running backs of our lifetime. But even him, he's starting to slowly decline a little bit. A little more injuries, everything like that. Yeah. I bet he's got one, two more years tops. Do you think he stays in Tennessee? Do you think he looks for a trade? I think I agree with you on the two years tops. I don't think he has much left in him. And. I don't know if Tennessee will be able to find any trade partners for Henry at the right price. I think they're going to want to exactly for the right. Exactly. Yeah. So I think he's going to be stuck in Tennessee. It's a shame, but yeah. Yeah. So staying at last topic of the uh, the night, really. Another Tennessee player, safety Kevin Byard, potential uh, move for the Eagles. There, I'd love to get him. He's a Philly native. He's been a solid seven-year vet. Uh, not much of an injury history, and he's a playmaker leader on defense i think it'd be a great move um just the price needs to be right yeah i mean if he gets cut um i think philly would love to see that and i think he's gonna come right to philly he's got a connection with aj brown Mm -hmm. it's a super bowl team yeah and who wouldn't want to play for jalen hurts and and yeah hometown kid too yeah hometown kid go go play for your hometown like hassan that's gotta be a feeling i can't even like, imagine going out there like Hassan Raddick. Like, even Miles Sanders went to Penn State, then gets drafted by Philly. Like, Chase, imagine walking up to the Phils. Like, what would that even be like? Dude, it would be unreal. Yeah, like, the unreal feel, the unreal moment. So, 
If he gets cut, I wouldn't be surprised if Howie Roseman pulls off a deal for an all-pro safety. That would be huge. Because right now, as is, I mean, I guess we're really running Reed Blankenship and Justin Evans. Yeah. I like Evans, but, um, you know, he's, I don't know if he could fit, like, the shoes the CJ yeah. Gardner. No, you're Gardner. right, but with the, with the cornerback room that we have now, it's and still dangerous. Yeah. I agree. I agree. Well, that wraps things up for episode 15. Another NFL offseason down. Still more to come. Still moves. It doesn't end in March. It ends in August. So we still have a long offseason ahead for us. A lot of moves to come. Trades, draft, a lot of head. Got the NBA playoffs coming up. Got baseball starting in a little over a week. It's going to get fun. It will be fun. Well, that wraps up for another episode of Small Town Big Takes. We'll see you next time.